the college football experience, Caleb Williams to USC and national signing day reaction show on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free to play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy, B E T T O R fantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below the belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com, use that promo code SGP for 20% off your, your first order and free shipping. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. It is free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. So grab it and let it ride. What's up, everybody? This is Cameron Krog from Loyola Chicago Ramblers, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Shout out to the Broad Stop. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the college football experience. Caleb Williams to USC a national signing day reaction show. My name is Kobe swing database dad, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> you thought we weren't going to be talking college football in February. You're fucking crazy. It's always football season on the college football experience. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, former, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Oh yeah, buddy. It's always football season. All right, there's your music. I want the sequel. I want that pilot. No, I'm afraid. Look, I have a rule. You can't make a sequel after five years. You have like a five or six year window. If you make a sequel, look what they did to dumb and dumber. Although Um, I'm, I'm thinking top gun might might hit a solid 30 some odd years later. No, I, I, I I don't know that there's I remember they made blues brothers like 30 years after it was fucking terrible. Um, I actually didn't mind that one as much. What? It it was not nearly (laughs) as good. I'll say that. Speaking of blues brothers, this guy is the Elwood blues of the college football (laughs) experience. Give it up for uh, look all the way over there in, in, in North Carolina, the DFS got himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. 
Farmer, Farmer, her in the basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, guys? And you know what? That Blues Brothers 2000 or whatever it was, that was awful. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, so you might have to refresh my memory. Um, that said, it looks like they've invested pretty heavily in this uh, Top Gun remake here. So I'm not buying look, it. Tony Scott's dead. Well, right? he jumped look, off the fucking San Pedro Bridge. Val Kilmer's right? got a hole in his neck. It makes it yeah. harder to act when you have that. Meg going Ryan on. has gotten more work. Than a fucking, <laughs> yeah. She looks rubber. All right. She looks like a fucking like she a construction looks... cone. All right. That's her face right half now. Half of half right? of Hollywood, half of Beverly Hills looks like that. Dude, when I was work, I was bartending at a really high end place, and let me tell you, you you you, you see some more that, silicone in the face. I would feel like tits. daily. I would feel like daily in the face. You would just be like, oh my god, who lied to you? Who lied to you? Fire your surgeon. Um, how you guys doing? This is a wild day for college football. I mean, uh, I should say the past couple of days we haven't talked in a week. Uh, let me just go into this. Caleb Williams transfers to USC, so he says fuck you to Charlie Batch. He should have went to Eastern Michigan, but also uh, the other two schools or three schools it appears UCLA, Wisconsin, and I even heard Miami speculation that didn't come to fruition. He is going to USC with Lincoln Riley. Um, I know some people say, "Oh, it automatically makes USC a top ten team." Patty C does it. Mm, I don't think so. I think they immediately have pretty high upside, but you still have to get it done on the field. You know, they they were four and eight last year. That's a huge ass jump, especially for a first year coach. There's no continuity there. Tons of new faces. And how about this? I think Lincoln Riley has had one of the things. And I, I look, he's he was an ECU guy. I like Lincoln Riley, but. He uh he struggles in the regular season to me. He always drops a game to a team he shouldn't. He only made the playoff once. But I'm just saying, if you're losing to K State and Norman, and you're losing to Iowa State almost every other year, teams where you're you're just way more talented than those teams based on your little recruiting rankings, Patty C. <laughs> um, I I don't understand. I mean, he, that K State team that beat them was that with, with, they were without like 27 players. It's true. That was in Norman. Um. So I think he's a good coach, but I also wonder. I mean, USC is still gonna have to play at Utah. They're still gonna have to play. I don't know whoever they draw from. You know, still have to beat Chip Kelly. Dorian Thompson Robinson's back. I'm not ready to crown him yet, Nick. What do you think about USC top ten or no? No, I don't think so. Not not yet. I mean, I think the transfer, you know, from Caleb Williams' perspective, makes a ton of sense. He follows his coach over there. Uh, you know, they needed a quarterback, and uh, dude, the guy is a true freshman. When he stepped in last year. For the most part, there was a couple clunkers, uh, like the Baylor game and the Iowa State game. But for the most part, he crushed it. I mean, look at his numbers: where twenty-one touchdowns compared to four picks, uh, completion percentage about sixty-five percent, uh, just a shade under two thousand yards. Not starting the whole season, uh, so he, I mean, he's dripping with potential. And uh, Riley has a history of uh, you know doing good things with with uh, good quarterbacks. So. I think USC should be excited, but I do agree. It's a little premature to say top 10 in the country. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about here, but yes, I mean, obviously you should be excited if you're a USC fan. Another thing is USC hasn't had great quarterback play. I mean, They've I had pretty good quarterback play. I'm going to say this. this was solid, right? They were solid, but I mean, I went, When's the last time they had? I, I know Mark Sanchez was a top ten pick, and I know uh, Matt Leinart were, but they weren't very good in the NFL. 
Yeah. If anything, quarterback wise, over the past forty years, the only good quarterback they've had is Carson Palmer that had a good pro career. Hey, they got better quarterbacks in Ohio State. <laughs> well, sh- shit. I mean, so does. Well, <laughs> let me say this about Carson Palmer too. I mean, the guy was a prototype in terms of size. He had good arm strength, whatever. But did you ever think Carson Palmer was like a Super Bowl winning caliber quarterback? Oh, I mean, yes. Yeah. Anybody could win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, Carson Palmer, in my opinion, was better than Eli Manning ever was. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. He went to. I think. I think in his prime, he was close to being a top ten quarterback in the league. He wasn't like, in other words, an Aaron Rodgers level quarterback. No. He but wasn't. There's only so. There's only so many of those. Right. Well, what I'm saying is, if you're USC and you're in Southern California, the the epicenter of quarterback production in the country. Yeah. And well, that's we, the we best touched you've on done. This, we touched on this on the USFL pod. They passed on Tom Brady. Mike Riley wanted them to get Tom Brady. Mike Mike Riley was with USC at the time. Wow. Yeah. Well, a lot of well, people apparently passed on Tom Brady. Compared to UCLA, uh, would they have Troy Aikman? Yeah. Any, anybody else? Uh, Brett Hundley made the league. I think he's still in the <laughs> league, but I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, well compare that to uh, Fresno Oklahoma. State. How, no, no, no. Yeah. The an- example is Fresno State. Derek Carr, David Carr, Trent Dilfer, Billy Volek, uh, Brandsetter was with the with the. Uh, with the uh, the Broncos and and Hayner looks like he's going to be an NFL quarterback. Well, I mean that that's about the level of production that USC has cranked out, which for Fresno is impressive. No, I would say Fresno's better. How about Texas? Billy Volek did start for a while, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Texas, yeah, Vince Young, and you had Colt McCoy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so my point is that you can be you can have a really good college football program and not crank out pro quarterbacks. Especially if you go more for like the athlete, but, but route. the game is changing though, man. I still think uh, you're right. I agree. I don't think USC has gone the athlete. I think they've gone. Not saying USC has specifically, but you know, I, uh, some programs go more that route, and you know that's why they're not you know turning out uh, professional quarterbacks. Not the case with USC. All, all I'm saying is that you can have like you know good college quarterbacks, and you know yeah maybe they'll maybe they'll make the league, maybe they'll hang around for a couple of years, but they're not going to be you know all stars. Yeah. Well, I think Caleb Williams has, has got the potential to be the, sure, the best yeah. quarterback they've had in a very, He's very got long, the most like, physical yeah. talent of anyone. Like Matt Barkley yeah. was supposed to be Mr. Number one quarterback, but physically he's a little bit, you know, limited. Yeah. Caleb uh, Williams doesn't have any physical limitations. He's as physically talented as anyone I've seen in a long time. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize he's from DC either. I didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't, How did I miss that? that? Bastard should have went to should have went to George Mason. Right? Come on. Oh, they don't well, have a football program. Hey, George Mason, start your football program. You, How come uh, UVA couldn't get their claws on them? Come hmm. on, two got, hours well, down they, the road. They got Brandon Armstrong. He's better. Oh, well, statistically, about that? there's no How doubt about, about that. that. Um, all right, let's let's continue on here. I mean, before we get to the the recruiting front of this, Arizona State. Uh. Things are things are wild in Tempe, uh, you know. I, I I get it. They they violated a rule, but I also think I I truly think everyone else was probably doing this too. They just didn't get caught um, during COVID. They were recruiting, so now you know the NCA has been investigating them, and they've they've Arizona State's let go. Antonio Pierce got let go today. The DC that was I think going to be the interim head coach when when Edward stepped down because of his age. Um, and a slew of other coaches. And there's ex coaches that are saying Herm Edwards was at the forefront of this. According to Bruce Feldman, 
Uh, and the and Feldman, I think, doesn't think uh, Herm Edwards will last here. He thinks there he's the next target, and and there's a chance that there could be a, a change even before the season starts. I believe. What do you make of this? And and do you think he will survive this this year? Like, will he? Like, okay, November. Like, uh, what is it? It's, uh, the first week of the season. I think they get Northern Arizona. Will Herm Edwards be coaching for Arizona State? Now, sorry, I haven't been keeping up as closely with this as I should be. Uh, is this stemming from the same allegations that had come in last year, or is this something no, new? This is all from COVID. Right. They were hosting recruits. Okay, so this is yes. the old stuff that's yes. finally, finally having some uh, b- b- negative results for them. It's the assistants that he's had to fire for this. Yeah, a slew of them. Even though from the get go, it was supposed to be him that was. Like, I mean, I think it was everybody. Okay, I think it was everybody. Well, that's like, that's typical of Arizona State. I think there's. Uh, their their athletic director is a yeah. former sports agent for Herm Edwards. What's kind of funny <laughs> too is that like. You know, when when Herm Edwards got the job, I, I was I was questioning the hire because I just you know due to his age and how far removed he had been from college football. But out of all the things, I mean, he represents himself as a high character guy. I yeah. didn't think they'd be mired in scandal. That was the last thing I would have expected. But, but I could have scandal- expected like you know losing seasons. Granted, I know this isn't the most egregious scandal ever. Like, do you really uh, believe that Texas A and M wasn't doing this? They just landed the number one recruiting class. COVID's been going on for a year. They've probably been recruiting these guys for for two years. You're telling me they? I like I I I get it. There's no proof on my. I have no proof to base this story. But I would I would bet heavy money. Well, maybe that's the downside of not being in the college game that he didn't know how to do it and, and get away with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you, what would you guys think? His if you, cheating chops were uh, <laughs> not up to snuff. I'm serious though. If you guys had to place a bet on whether Georgia or, or, or Penn state or Texas A&M were, were doing this, what would you, what would you bet? A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they just got on. caught. Those SEC schools and and others like Penn State included, they they've never saw a rule they didn't want to break. So why would they stop? You know, at at don't recruit well, during that, COVID. That, that's my problem with this. Is like Arizona State should have said fuck you. Like, I mean, I I don't know. Invest that in your cheating like, more. Yeah. Invest in your cheating more. They they should have taken the UNC route and said, what are you gonna do, NCA? Yeah. Yeah. Now get great, a good lawyer. Better have, call Saul. They might not have as much pull as UNC and all that, you know, Nike money and all that stuff. I, who knows? Um, but to answer your original question, Colby, just from what I saw on Twitter today, my hunch is that he will not be the head coach at Arizona State come week one. So yeah, well, the they might as well then, do it now. Then I mean, don't right. you want to get up on spring ball and get like? Well, maybe they're waiting for national signing day to end, and uh, tomorrow morning at eight a.m. You know, yeah. the, he'll be out the dough. They almost, that's true. That's a good point. They almost hired uh June Jones instead of Herm Edwards. Mm. June Jones. Uh, I wonder who they try to, who could they get this late well, in the game? How about June Jones? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's still out there. I wonder like who, I mean, first off and, and the athletic director's got to go too. you would think, right? Probably. Right. Yeah. Uh, a, name, a, a name I was thinking was Chris Peterson. That would be, be a, a that would be a fucking slam dunk. Yeah. Think he's a, ready to come back? I don't know. I mean, like I said, uh, uh, some of those older guys like to. I mean, he's not that old, but uh, some of those dudes with experience like to go down south. Well, I, I remember what Mike Leach said about him was like being friends with him. I knew, you know, this is a guy that wasn't your traditional football junkie. He loved coaching, but he also knew what he what he had to do to win. Putting in all this, 
he knew that like, also this is a guy that, that he was not your, almost like, you know, you have these lifers like Bart Andrews, when we talk USFL, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I think Chris Peterson was a guy that, that Liked had other, other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other and, interests. And I, 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 so I wonder, is he happy? Cause you know, he works with Fox. He does the Fox morning show in LA one. So, so what 12 times a year, he's got to come to LA and, and, or 13 times a year and, and do that. I, yeah. I think he Sign might be happy job. with that life, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, that would be a slam fucking dunk. So uh, we'll see there. Uh, also other coaching news, um, Kevin Steele. Um, I know it sounds like a guy who's in a porno, but uh, <laughs> former Auburn defensive Brother coordinator, Lexington. Steel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He he was hired as defensive coordinator for Maryland last week, Patty C. And I remember telling you, Oh, I think it's a good hire for Loxley. Like I was impressed. Well, he was there. He put in his work for an, a solid one week and now <laughs> eight he, days. Come on, give him credit. <laughs> and now he leaves for Miami. He's the new defensive coordinator at Miami and Maryland's back in the same boat. Um, Jeez. What do you make of that? What do you, uh, is, uh, is that, I mean, I think it's a good hire for Miami, but for Maryland now, I guess you're back trying to figure out who the hell can, cause Maryland's def- uh, Maryland's offense actually was solid last year it was the defense. That was a complete mess. Dude. Have you guys seen this guy's resume? I wasn't all that familiar with Kevin Steele before. I heard his name a couple of times. I know he's been around college football for a long time. But listen to this. First off, he played linebacker at Tennessee for Johnny Majors. Awesome. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. How far back we go. He's coached defenses for Nick Saban, Les Miles, Gus Molzon, Dabo. He coached uh, under Bobby Bowden at Florida State, under Tom Osborne at Nebraska. Jeez. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I agree. <laughs> so Maryland had him for a week. Maryland always gets the worst of this. They had Bear Bryant before he went to Alabama. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> Bear Bryant for sucks. a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy made the right choice. And hey, that that's the world we live in these days. Uh, you know, everybody's got a price and they could be gone tomorrow. Everyone's got a price. Isn't that a quote by Million Dollar Man? Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> You're quoting the WWF right now? Well, let me quote Ric Flair, all right? It also sounds like a movie. Uh, we're going back from our, our pod a couple of months ago where we kept on going with the uh, Seagal movies. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. Yeah, everyone's got a price. That sounds like a Seagal movie. But look, I'm going to quote the, the great Rick. Since we're doing WWF, you know, classic quotes, I spent more money on spilt liquor than. Uh, then you make in a year, Patty. C. There it is. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. JMU actually, no, no, no. I got to talk, talk about this one more coaching thing and a gigantic coaching thing. Cause I'm so curious what you guys think. Okay. Auburn, Brian Harson, from what I understand, the, the alumni were not happy with that hire. He had a losing season, worse season than Malzahn uh, had the previous year. Uh, his defensive coordinator, Derek Mason, because the the Auburn defense was actually somewhat decent. He left for Oklahoma State. They got rid of Mike Bobo, who was the OC last year. He's now at Georgia. They hired Austin Davis from the Seattle Seahawks a couple weeks ago, former Southern Miss quarterback, and he resigns yesterday. <laughs> um, what the fuck is going on in Auburn? I like I, I almost want to bet heavy money Brian Harson will not be coaching there by this time next year. He will not be Auburn's head coach. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I sympathize for him because I don't know if it's something he's doing, or I think like when you get these insano fanatical fan bases, like if they had beaten Alabama, which they should have, they should have, then he'd be the fucking toast of the town. You know, he would be very safe, comfortable this off season. They'd be building towards something was his coaching. 
Sure. It wasn't I, th- perfect. Like down the, no, no, no. Down the stretch, uh, they had a chance, I think, in the first overtime, and he didn't go for two. I don't care. The dude coached Alabama in a, against Alabama in a rivalry game to was the fucking up 98% wire. 98% of the game. Yeah. yeah. Give the guy now, a little slack in his first uh, season. And guys, to be fair, you know, everything I've heard is that Austin Davis resigned due to like personal family issues. But the point is, is he resigned? He just got hired two weeks ago. Well, who the hell knows what's going on with with his family? The timing is bad, but I don't know if this is related to what the DC did or, or Harrison's future. It may just be a stroke of bad luck timing wise. (laughs) Harston. Uh, I, there's no T in there. Don't, don't get, don't get red <laughs> on us over here. Uh, Washington. <laughs> yeah. Washington. Uh, <laughs> Worcester sauce. Uh, look, JMU will join the Sun Belt in 2022. So Missouri paid money for middle Tennessee. Missouri was supposed to play at middle Tennessee week one. Yeah. They paid them like a, I think just shy of a million dollars to say, Hey, we don't want to go on the road. The last time we went on the road to a mid major, we lost at Wyoming. Um, so they replaced. Cowards. Yes, they're cowards. But now Middle Tennessee is coming to JMU. JMU paid them seven hundred thousand dollars for that. Uh, Wait, they're coming to JMU week one. I Middle thought the Tennessee, game was going to be at Middle Tennessee. I think it's at JMU in Harrisonburg. Yes, <laughs> because JMU the fun game. Mother yeah. Fuckers, we are going one, down. Week one action. JMU and, and and this other news comes out. Uh, JMU joining the Sun Belt in two thousand twenty-two. Uh, awesome. So that that everyone's coming to the Sun Belt. They're adding all those teams. But look, Jamie won't be eligible for a Sun Belt championship or a bowl game because that's just the the, the process when Nature you jump the, from the, the FCS beast. to the FBS. Um, Patty C. Whole schedule. How do you feel you about said that? Released on March first, the remainder of the uh, Sun Belt schedule. How do I feel about it? I feel great, buddy. I mean, look, I want to shine right away. You know who else we have? November fifth. Louisville Woo! on the schedule. We're going, you know, we've beaten the ACC champ before trying to get our two boys ready to carry them to golf tournament for practice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> go, go on. I'm sorry. Louisville's got a chance this year. We're going to beat the ACC champ again. Uh, well, they're not the ACC champs. Well, yeah, they will yeah, be this anything. year. Potentially. No, they will not be. <laughs> Wait, what's uh what's the Malik uh, uh, Cunningham. Cunningham? He's back. He's back. Hey, baller. Allegedly, he might transfer. Come on, what the co- the Atlantic's oh, wide shit. open. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let me, we got some other college football news we want to talk, but first, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes. WinBet's now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a hundred thousand dollars guaranteed contest for the big game going on here, plus a hundred percent instant deposit match at ThriveFantasy.com. Promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play and uh, free and paid games for real cash. You can win as much as fifteen grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. 
Download the app today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B E T T O R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And last but not least, we're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts and content. NC Nick writes a lot of great articles over there. So go grab that thing today for free and let it ride. Okay, folks, here we go. College football. I do want to touch base on this actually before we get to the uh, before we get to the the uh, you know recruiting rankings and stuff going on. We do have some college football schedule news, huh? I was excited to see this. Now, uh, look, I'm still mad that this game. Look, I, I was I was happy to see West Virginia Pitt playing this year. I think it sucks. It's going to be week one. It should be like week ten or twelve. But because because it's supposed to be in cold weather. How, how it's supposed long, to be in cold weather. Sure, I agree. But how right. long has it been? Picky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I enjoyed the game, especially week one, opening Thursday night. Well, that's what I I'm mean, saying. Let me finish it. Let me finish it because they <laughs> moved it to Thursday, which I love. Yes, that is a awesome week one Thursday night matchup. Um, I'm excited for that. All right. There's, there's other news. They uh, haven't played since 2011. So we're opening the season with the backyard brawl. Damn shame that, awesome. that, that don't that, complain about that, buddy. No, I'm happy that they moved it to Thursday too. Yeah. Now I, I, I want to preface this. So, so, so right now I know there's a lot of stuff that shakes out in the next couple months for Thursday and Friday and Saturday, Sunday s- scheduling for week one. Um, right now, for Thursday, that's the only good game we we have. I mean, maybe you can make a case New Mexico State against Minnesota because Jerry Kill used to be at Minnesota, so there's okay. He's a, a former coach taking on his his old school, and he's. I don't uh, think that's going to get national attention there. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's called uh uh what's his name Fleck uh, an all about me guy. Yeah, so I like a that. little bad blood like potentially. Oh well, on Friday, week one we have TCU at Colorado. That's a good game. It's fun. Uh, yeah, that is. We have. I think this one's going to be fun. Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. You have Brent Price first game going up against Old Dominion. It was red hot to end the season. I mean, they they beat them. The, I believe the last yeah. time they went. ODU made a bowl in his first year and in, in uh, Ricky Ronnie's first year. So uh, I think that's somewhat. And I know Nick's excited for the Temple at Duke matchup on Friday. <laughs> Duke might be able to get a win. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. See, yeah, I want to see what the new offense looks like. New head coach. So yeah, I am excited for that and. Temple was awful last year, so it, it makes sense for Duke to schedule easy when you have a new head coach. I mean, there's no reason to, you know, you know, send them to the fire and, and play Alabama week one. So yeah, I like it. And, and look, we're gonna break down the schedule week by week like we did last year as this as this moves forward. But I just want to throw this out there. I know you're uh, maybe college football world, if you're listening, there's a couple games like Army at Coastal Carolina, I think is an awesome matchup. Uh, two option-based teams, you could say. Is this week one still? This is week one, right? Army at Coastal Carolina, and then there's Houston at UTSA. Those are two great mid-major matchups that are going to get probably lost in the luster of Saturday. I challenge you, college football, to move it to Thursday, Friday, or Sunday. Sunday I'm even okay with. Wednesday. Monday. Yeah. Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Who wants to watch Clemson, Georgia Tech? Let's pepper that whole week. You yeah. know, let's that, that whole week leading up. Have games Tuesday, Wednesday night. I will say this. Have, have games every night. On yeah. Sunday, we will see Jackson State, Florida A and M. That's uh week one. What's uh who's coaching Florida A and M again? 
Or no, that's not Tennessee yeah, Tech. Yeah, no, no, that's no, in no, two that, years. Tennessee State. You mean. Tennessee yeah. State. No, they they do play this. They year, play though. the okay. Yeah. Now um, let's shine a light on a couple ACC games because the ACC their, their schedule just came out. I think it was today or, or yesterday or something. They just very recently came out. Give them a little bit of credit because opening Saturday you have North Carolina at App State and you have NC State at ECU. Two very interesting games in state where you have the ACC schools going on the road to the mid majors. And this, folks, is why the ACC continues to suck because they <laughs> challenge themselves. Well, well, not even really challenge themselves because they should have, if they had a nine game conference schedule, it's actually yeah. playing at East Carolina. Sorry. That's not as hard as playing pot- potentially, you know, at Pitt or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so uh, a lot of teams don't do that anymore. Well, I'm saying like the PAC 12 does it PAC 12 and big 12. I feel like big 12 like Baylor played big at Texas state. All, all, uh, so Big Twelve does a little bit. Big Ten, well, nine game conference slate. We're no, 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 no. But they no, don't no, play at about the, the mid major. Pac twelve oh. does all the time, though. I mean, Utah lost at San Diego State. Uh, yeah. Oregon State lost at Hawaii. I mean, at, like at BYU, there's games. Yeah, Washington SEC State played hardly at Utah State. We, we should do a quick ranking of who is the biggest pussy in terms of scheduling from a conference standpoint. Power five, SEC. power five, SEC, SEC is the biggest because they don't the go on the road in non-conference, even on their neutral sites. Yeah. They, they're like, let's play this games. in Atlanta yeah, exactly. or new Orleans. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're well, speaking of and games, they have against, the a game conference slate. And speaking of games in new Orleans and the ACC schedule just released Florida state and LSU, but it's in new Orleans. Uh, opening yeah. Sunday. Well, to be fair, the yeah, following the, the year, the following year, it's in Orlando, though. Yeah, I know, but come yeah. on, yeah. put it in the damn stadium. Play, yeah, play it on college campus. I mean, what it's not fuck? even like they're playing in an epic stadium. But, but this is the problem with college football. Like, if it's at Death Valley, it's so much cooler. Yeah, you're gonna play that dumb just, fucking game. Like, if if it's if it's at if it's Orlando at the World Camping Bowl or some shit like that. Is like, that any better than Doak Campbell? It's so in much any better than Doak Campbell. <laughs> Have that guy reading his book again. Right, come, come on. <laughs> and just what, one more tidbit about the ACC schedule is that to see, it's always interesting to see what games Clemson gets from the coastal. So they have the at Georgia tech game in the Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta. Yeah. Which is not uh, an away not, game. Yeah, no, it isn't. So that's it. They have, then they have two home games against Syracuse and Miami. My, no, no, no. Syracuse is in their division. So they only get Miami then. No, they get oh, somebody else. Uh, they get talking somebody. about Clemson next yeah. year. Clemson, their non-conference schedule. Got to go over this. Is uh, Furman, Louisiana Tech, and South Carolina, uh, and Notre Dame. To their credit, they have to go to Notre well, Dame. Well, they have to. No, no, no. That's not their credit. Okay, yeah, that's, that's part, part of, of Notre Dame's contract. deal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that w- and what uh, basically what the ACC has dealt them is a what are we saying? A road trip to Georgia Tech. Not really. No, that's not a road trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I'm saying, who else do they get from the coastal? Um, maybe it's just two then. Maybe it's just Miami and Georgia Tech. Yeah, it is because it's a 14 team conference. They have six uh, games in division and two. Well, they give them that Georgia Tech game every year. It's such a dumb fucking schedule <laughs> thing. It is. And then I mean, yeah, the Miami one's a tough game, but at least it's at home for Clemson. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. They but. don't have a very tough schedule, but that's because the ACC sucks in large part. Okay, but what I'm saying, SEC, we've we've figured out is the the biggest pussy. Uh, who's next? ACC. Uh, ACC yeah, because yeah, of yeah, probably. Yeah. 
but at least they schedule aggressively. But they don't uh, have nine, nine games. Yeah, that makes yeah. a huge difference. Then I'm guessing Big the 10. Big Ten because they don't go on the road in non-conference yeah, play, it's very even though rarely. they do nine yes. games. Okay, then Pac-12 and Big Twelve. I, no, I think I think Pac-12 schedule is harder than Big Twelve. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So credit to the yeah. Pac-12. Yeah. Um, they need to be smarter though. If yeah. they want to be more successful, don't schedule. I mean, Stanford <laughs> scheduled twelve. Power fives, you know what I mean. UCLA yeah. and USC have never played a, a FCS. Yeah. You know Tone what I mean. Down like a little bit. But maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. But do you think ECU or App State will win either one of them or both? I'll call for one of those to to, to be. Uh, I think both teams have a decent scenario there. So what's the most likely one? What team has? I actually think it's with? probably ECU because I think NC State is worse than UNC. Yeah, UNC had another. I don't know, nice man. I don't class. know though. U- UNC is breaking in a new quarterback. I think NC State's gonna be better than UNC. This but coming I, I'm year. just saying. But I also think East Carolina returns more than App State. Mm. App State did beat ECU last year. We're talking yeah, well, in Charlotte. I'm gonna defer to you guys because you're NC <laughs> yeah. Nick and you're uh, ECU Colby. So you know, you guys break it down for me. Well, I mean, do you really just want to know the answer to that? I mean, <laughs> we believe. Yes. Um, okay, let's get let's get to this because I want to ask you guys. We're not done with this college football talk yet. Um, this is is I think the most interesting year as far as recruiting goes. Okay, Texas A and M just locked up the best recruiting class ever. I enjoyed uh, Jimbo Fisher's comments about. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. I don't know how much you guys have seen this where he calls out. Uh, so you give me a hard time. We celebrated Bryce Young. Did you guys give Saban a hard time when eight hundred thousand uh, dollars contract for Bryce Young last year, right? And I'm with Jimbo Fisher on this, but I, uh, I agree. But I also think, and he's like, all right, well, you know, you give me a hard time because we got this is the future of college football. We're doing it within the rules, which is true, which is true. But, I give him zero hard time about this. Yeah, and and look, I agree that shout out to Texas A&M, best recruiting class ever. And I, I think eight and four is never going to look so good. <laughs> um, what do you guys make of this best recruiting class ever? Texas A&M Aggie team. Nick, what do you got? Uh, yeah. I mean, now prove it on the field. Uh, that's all fine and dandy. If you're a fan, you're excited. Uh, but you know, when we are talking before we started recording, you know, recruiting now is not just incoming freshmen. It's also transfers. And apparently they have overlooked the, the transfer portal completely. Well, so, th- that's, you know. that's my next point here is that um, here we are in this time. We've never seen this many players in the transfer portal ever in college football ever. Like this is a, uh, I think times four currently what it, what it normally is. And, and, and guys, we still have a lot of months where players can transfer. <laughs> We're probably going to end up with like 5,000 players transferring. Yeah. When is the, uh, the deadline for transfer? No, you're good until September. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Last year there was a couple of transfers, like two, two weeks before, before the weeks season. Before yeah. The season. Like I forget the players specifically, but there were a couple of like, wow, that's a late transfer. Well, you know why it is if the you're in camp and you find out if you're in camp, camp and you say, oh, you, the, you know, this guy's going to be a backup. You know what? I'm out of here. Yeah. Go start somewhere else. I I was on a conference call today with uh, with Bubba McDowell, and, uh, the, cor- the head coach of uh, Prairie View, new head coach, former Houston Oiler. Boom. And and we were talking about this, and he was saying it's a daily thing. You you're now recruiting your own players, let alone from from going out and trying to to land talent. 
You have to be in tune with all your players daily. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. The recruiting methods that the uh, some of these powerhouse programs have put in place before, do you think we're going to see that on the own players during the school year? You know, are we going to have some Ray Allen and he got game situations <laughs> going on on campus throughout the school year? If I'm a player, it's never been better to be a college football player. True. Uh, well, obviously I'm never leaving yeah. college football. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's never been better. And now with like the COVID thing, you can play for 34 years in college football. <laughs> um, uh, okay. But I want to get to this because I want to go through, I'm going to go through each conference and I want your notes. Uh, so I just got one thing to say about a and M's recruiting class, seven, five stars. From what I understand, the five star is supposed to, there's like 32 of them per year because they're projected the NFL first round picks. Yeah. That's a quarter of almost a quarter of the first round draft. picks. But let me ask crazy. you this. Let me ask you this it's stupid. Though. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Q Ewers, Quinn Ewers. I'm sorry. Quinn Ewers. <laughs> Jeez. I can't fucking talk. <laughs> He was a five star that went to Ohio State, took a bag of cash, and transferred to where he wanted Without to go. Without playing a game, will that have those seven five stars? How many will be at A and M in two years? It's a good question. I want to say they have like six top twenty defensive linemen or something. Like every good defensive lineman in the in the country went to A and M. So someone's not going to start. Someone's not going to see the field. I guarantee you. This is what I mean, though. Is that I think now we're entering this era. Where it's like you look at this and you'll say, okay, obviously that's good for A and M. You're bringing in talented players, but if if fifty percent of them are, if if it's a fifty fifty bet on whether they're going to be there, well, what good is that going to do you if if three of the seven are are at uh, yeah. scattered well, across Alabama the country? next year? Yeah, because yeah, you because you play the odds. I so agree. If, if you have that many five stars, some of them aren't going to pan out, but you know, it's better to have more. So then those that don't pan out, good transfer away. I you agree. Good enough to start anyway. I agree. But I also think it can dilute what we think is their this number one class then. That's right. True. And the college football, the modern college football player does not want to sit on the bench for long. So yeah, you're right. The people that, that don't win those starting gigs, they certainly might transfer out and might transfer out quickly. And then that would bring that recruiting level. Sure. Well, to, yeah. to, to your credit, you've been diving into this. You just introduced me to this pre podcast here. Uh, 24 seven has a great metric that they've just put in, which is like you said, the transfer portal ranking. And actually what we just found out too, is they've combined transfer portal ranking and, uh, uh, and recruiting rankings into the overall class ranking, you know, between recruiting and transfer portal. And also you have the four year composite. So you can really see how many three, four, five star, you know, et cetera, are on a certain team and get the overall ranking of the team. So we can kind of see the difference that uh, approaches that the teams are taking, yeah. you know, but I also and think how much but, talent but, they have, but you can, uh, this is the first year I would say, cause I, I think you have to throw the other years out because the transfer portal wasn't this insane. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like you're, this is, this is crazy right now. So let me go through the pecking order. I'm going to go with the sec first. Uh, this is the order of what they're, they're fin- Obviously I know th- players could still flip in the next five or five or six hours um, or, or go, you know, maybe there's some players that haven't decided where they want to go and they'll make their announcements. So it's not all the way a hundred percent yet, but a uh, and M one Bama two, Georgia three, Missouri four, Kentucky five, South Carolina, six, Auburn, seven, Arkansas, eight, LSU nine, Patty. These C. are recruiting rankings. Yeah. Wait, am I looking at a different one? It, which which one are you looking at? Twenty twenty two. Uh, uh, Twenty four seven. I mean, I, I made a sp- I made a note. 
So, I mean, I'm not looking at a website currently. Okay. This is a note, a notepad. Why? Every site has different rankings. So it's not like they're, they're all uniform. If you're on ESPN, if you're on 24 seven, if you're oh, on okay. rivals, yeah, that's true. They yeah. all have different ones. Okay. Um, well, and they're not finalized. I mean, I did this this morning, okay. so things could have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Missouri way higher than I thought they're fourth for this year. It's crazy, right? Is that what you're seeing on your sheet? 24 seven showing me Missouri at 14, but again, in the sec, Oh, within no. the SEC. Yeah, I'm talking about within the sec. Okay. Um, so AM one, Bama two, Georgia three, Missouri, four, Kentucky, five, South Carolina, six, Auburn, seven, Arkansas, eight, LSU, nine within the sec. That's shocking, right? That's pretty wild. Tennessee, 10, Ole Miss, 11, Mississippi state, 12, Vanderbilt, 13, Florida, 14th. I, I get it. They had a coaching change. But uh, what do you make of that? What uh, what I make is uh, Brian Kelly's videos. Might, they must not be working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to his credit, he just he just got there, so they probably lost Dude, guys. What is yeah. he doing with these videos? Those are I, fucking the, hilarious. First, it was the accent. Now the videos. Don't give him it, any credit. Don't say to his credit. He yeah. just kind of. Well, I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy like, it too. in a time in a time where like. Every, like one of the reasons why, like, yes. Okay. The NFL games have been exciting, but I find there's their coaches oh, are he's, boring. He's Give great. Me, if it's a fraud, like I'll, the more Bruce pearls, the more uh, Brian Kelly's out there, the more entertaining the sport is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he's having fun with it, but he is really awkward. He's, he's Dan Mullen level of awkward in terms of like not knowing how to do it correctly, but <laughs> well, he's it, a laughing stock right now. And I, and I don't know if it's going to work. I, I, I think 18 year olds are, are, are looking at, these videos, I'm like, who is this guy? I don't want to play for this guy. This is I love how he did the That's gun the pose. He did the gun pose. Where you <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, the Batusi. <laughs> but, but hold on. Between that and the accent, I don't think his tenure at LSU has got started on the right foot. <laughs> we'll I, see. I have, I have serious question marks. He now. hired Frank Wilson, and, and they don't even need to drop bags so anymore. It's not a problem. Yeah. You just give them the bag. Yeah. Um, in public. Yeah. <laughs> But the transfer portal rankings in the SEC. Now, this is what I'm, I'm curious here. Ole Miss number one, so they're 11th in recruiting, first in the transfer portal rankings. They added Jackson Dart, the USC quarterback, recently. Um, LSU number two. So maybe that's Brian Kelly's philosophy in year one: is let me hit the transfer portal. Who gives a shit about the uh, the recruiting? Uh, three, Arkansas, four, South Carolina, five, Missouri, six, Bama, seven, Florida. So Florida still kind of just struggling, I guess on both fronts, Kentucky, eight, Auburn, nine, Mississippi state, 10, Vandy, 11, Tennessee, 12, a and M 13th, Georgia, 14th. So you have a and M and Georgia 13 and 14th in the transfer portal, but yet one, one and, and three, one and three, Bama's two. Uh, oh, Georgia's Georgia. okay, th- yeah. third in in the SEC recruiting. That that's that's gotta that this is gonna be so interesting to watch over the next two years. I mean, definitely. I mean, LSU alone. You're right. Like, it, it, it's clear as day though with the recruiting. A uh, and M twenty nine commits, Alabama twenty five, Georgia twenty nine, LSU fifteen. But in the recruiting, uh, or in the, or the transfer, transfer portal, portal, yeah, twelve commits from. Uh, from Brian uh, Kelly, from Brian LSU, Kelly. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. the tr- I can't uh, navigate this fast enough. I'm an idiot. Um, we know that. Yes, everyone knows that. But uh, then the next uh, team down is like six in the transfer portal. So they're obviously going 
much more from the uh, transfer portal than they are recruiting from a sheer number standpoint. Obviously, that's going to impact their ranking, but which one works better? You're right. We will see. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. And, and we saw this. Uh, we were watching the Texas, Texas Tech game in co- uh, college basketball yesterday. And he, the, the announcer, and I'm drawing a blank on the name, but he was pointing this out that the transfer portal is better than recruiting actual players. He was saying, and college basketball has a leg up on this. Up, and college football is now finding out this thing. This has happened now two years in a row with college basketball. We've had this crazy transfer portal and uh, look at what Baylor has done. Look what Texas tech is doing currently. And, and, and will this be the, f- is the future going to, going to say, Hey, you know, bringing in the transfer portal top class is more important than bringing in the top class in the country. That's what I wonder. It's true. What I wonder is which is the sleazier uh, recruiting uh, approach? Which one is it easier to? <laughs> well, at LSU, at, at LSU will be like this. I didn't come here to study. I, I come here to study. Studying sucks. Study <laughs> really sucks. <laughs> uh, okay, Big Ten. Oh, I, I want your takes on That's all the these. average student at LSU. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, look, I was shocked that Vanderbilt finished ahead of Florida in in the 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 recruiting rankings. Transfer portal rankings, they finished 11th too. So they're pretty, they, hey, Commodores. Um, big 10. Consistent. <laughs> big 10, number one in recruiting, Ohio State. Number two, Penn State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Michigan State. I guess we would have all forecasted that. A little surprised at the next order. Indiana five, Rutgers six. So you essentially have the whole Big 10 East minus Maryland in in in, in order there. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you wonder why they always win the uh, yes. conference Big Ten championship games. <laughs> and then at number seven comes Purdue. Eight comes Maryland. So se- seven of the the top seven, or, you know, the the Big Ten East has seven teams. S- they, they finished. They all finished in the top, in the top eight, eight <laughs> in the Big Ten recruiting rankings. That's now, pathetic. Nine is Wisconsin, which is pretty shocking. I would have figured Wisconsin would finish better than Purdue. 10, Iowa, 11, Minnesota, 12, Northwestern, 13, Illinois, 14, Nebraska. Hmm. But here's 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 the flip side of this transfer portal. The in the transfer portal recruiting rankings, Michigan State was number one, I believe. If memory serves me correct, I think they're tenth in the country. Well, Nebraska was eleventh, so they're right there neck and neck. So Nebraska basically saying, "I don't give a shit about the recruiting. Let's use the transfer portal." Michigan State kind of doing both, but Michigan State was great with the transfer portal even last year when it was a lighter transfer portal, bringing in Kenneth Walker, bringing in some other some other nice pieces. The quarterback, um, yeah. Uh, well, Peyton Thorne. No, I think he was there. Right? I think he was there. Um, I he transferred in from like uh, Temple or who? No, I no, no. Of? Anthony Russo, their backup. They they got. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, but the transfer portal rankings: Michigan State one, Nebraska two, Indiana three, Minnesota four. So Minnesota using that philosophy too. They're 11th in recruiting. Transfer portal. I mean, this fourth. makes a lot of sense when you think about it, though. It's like there is more talent in the state of Ohio by far than there is in, you know, Nebraska. So you're going to be able to recruit hometown talent a lot more easily, but transfer portal is like, where am I going to get the play time? But the shocking thing I think is this, like Ohio state's eighth in the transfer portal rankings, middle of the pact in the big, big, uh, the big 10. That makes sense to me, right? I understand They're that middle w- of the pack with two commits though, but I guess the rest of them don't have that many either. But the, the shocking thing to me is Penn state, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan. They kind of just phoned it in. They kind of just, don't believe in the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, I can see Iowa doing that though. Iowa is, you know, they don't recruit that great. It's more, you know, build them up within your program. 
So that makes sense with Iowa, Penn State. I always thought, especially, you know, I mean, it, I was not even on this list. They, yeah, they don't have they any. don't have a single <laughs> yeah. recruit yeah. or a single. If you bring transfer. back to college basketball, I thought like a good mix is the right way to go. Uh, granted, if you get transfers, usually they're twenty years old instead of, uh, uh, instead of eighteen. They're 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 bigger, they're stronger. They've gotten two more years to grow, hit the weight room, get there. They know what college athletics is all about now. But also, the, if you want the top top talent, then you probably have to get the freshman. Uh, so I, I think if you're a school like Penn State, I think the right blend is a mix of both. Well, Penn State's yeah. not doing that though. Yeah. So and maybe maybe to their own detriment. That's what I'm saying. And and uh, ACC now let me hop well, over Penn here. State should not have a hard time recruiting elite talent. But they should also they be active in the transfer portal. We you saw right. Sean Clifford play last year. You told me all day, all every fucking Saturday. You were like, he's terrible. Yes. I Why did. would you not try to go out there and land Caleb yeah, Williams? I think it's stupid not to do it on principle. You know. Well, let me ask you this. You said Bubba McDowell wanted to create and foster a family environment. Yes. So if you're trying to do that with players that you recruited, one thing you can say is that, Hey, look, you know, I want you be, to be here you know, your whole college career. And it might take you a couple years. It may take you a couple hurdles. Like maybe uh, you get the starting gig as a sophomore quarterback, like, like Sam Hartman did. And you know what? You don't play that great. You lose the job, but you know what? I'm not going to go out and get transfers to come in here. I believe in you. You're my guy. I want you to stay with my program and we're going to build you into something that you know, could go to the NFL or something. So maybe that's their philosophy. Maybe they're they're looking in their recruits' eyes and saying, "We're not going to bring in a bunch of guys each year." But th- but that's what's so so compelling about this is I think over the next two years we're going to see which which works. I mean, look, uh, right. Cle- there's a bunch of ways to skin a cat. Clemson, yeah, Clemson comes down to. How about this? Yeah. You go through the ACC's recruiting rankings. First off, shockingly, North Carolina number one, Clemson number two. Florida State number three. I, I'm only shocked by the North Carolina being ahead of Clemson. Um, right. Virginia Tech four, Boston College five. Shout out to Boston College. Six Miami, seven Georgia Tech, eight NC State, nine Virginia, ten Louisville, eleven Duke, twelve Pitt. We're looking at the ACC transfer portal no, rankings. No, 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 the actual ranking. Recruiting rankings. Yes. Okay. Uh, Syracuse thirteen, Wake Forest fourteen. Now here's what I find interesting: Wake Forest fourteenth in re- in recruiting, but also fourteenth or twelfth in the transfer portal. Um, <laughs> The transfer portal, Florida State one, Louisville two, Georgia Tech three, Miami four, Pitt five. So Pitt is basically signing on board with the transfer portal over recruiting as well. Uh six Virginia, seven Syracuse, eight Virginia Tech, nine North Carolina. And then after North Carolina, the rest are in the hundreds, including Clemson, who charts at 144th. <laughs> in transfers. In transfers. So well, I think I believe Dabo's mentioned that he doesn't believe in the portal. But my so point surprise. So now you look at this. Texas AM, Georgia, uh, Clemson, Michigan. We're gonna see if this pays off for them. I think they're kind of a dinosaur. I think they're a dinosaur Who's and that? change is coming. These teams you yes. just mentioned? Like Clemson, like yes. State. We'll see. I mean, like Nick said, maybe there is some value to uh Consistency, you know, de- player development. No, but Nick's saying there should be a, a like more like Ohio State, who's in the middle of the pack on a, on on recruit on a transfer Ohio portal. Ohio State is in the middle of the pack on transfer portal because they're Ohio State and they get elite transfers. Let me let me tell you, Ohio. But, but State- that's what I'm saying. Alabama is is like number four in the the SEC. Why is Alabama and LSU and Ohio State? On because they get better guys and that factors into their ranking. If you look at the number of commits, but why are they aggressive with Ohio it? State twenty one, 
commits recruiting wise two in the transfer portal. Whereas like another, t- other teams like LSU are like 12 and 15 respectively or whatever. But, but it, I, I think, I don't a, think two re, uh, transfers is regressive in the transfer portal. Well, yeah. It, they're carefully picking and choosing some, probably some, some top guys. Okay. But it's still more aggressive than Clemson and Iowa saying, I don't want any. Yeah. Right. I think it's stupid to just be like, yeah. Hey, I have a five star that wants to come here who we know can play, but because you know, we're trying to sell this thing that we're not going to do it. Maybe Well, the other point too, is that I think if you're a coach on the hot seat, I think you don't have time for player development. Yeah. You better like bring in Frost some guys. Yeah. yeah you, you better bring in some guys that can contribute right away. Well, uh, let me go through the big 12 here. Texas. Number one in recruiting Oklahoma two. both those teams didn't play for the big 12 championship last year. <laughs> uh, three Baylor four Oklahoma state five, West Virginia, six, Iowa state, seven, Texas tech, eight TCU, nine K state, 10 Kansas. So Kansas still 10th in recruiting last place, <laughs> but check this out. The transfer portal, Oklahoma one, Texas two, TCU three, Kansas four. So Kansas Leopold's using this He's not on the hot seat by any means. He might, they, they might, they, they might've gave him a lifetime contract when he beat Texas. Um, uh, his approach is the transfer portal, seven recruits and seven transfers for Leopold balance balance. <laughs> that's, All right. That, that's his approach. Uh, K state, another one right there after him and K state is ninth in recruiting. I would say yeah. you're going to see an inverse relationship aside from new coaches that are bringing over some of their old players probably an inverse relationship between the, 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 the quality of the team and the number of players they're recruiting versus the number of players they're getting from the transfer portal. Maybe a, yeah. we'll see. We'll yeah. See. That's well, what I'm saying. This is a very interesting, I think it's once gonna- again, to compare it to college basketball, we've seen teams bring in transfers and it's worked very nicely. And we've also seen where teams brought in like eight guys or something, and they just never form a cohesive team, and it just doesn't work out. But we saw ultimately it's up to the head coach. We yeah. saw Oregon State bring in like eight guys last year yeah. that went to the Elite Eight. Yeah, that's they an example work. of it working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got to finish this off. Uh, Pac-12 recruiting ranking: Stanford number one. Are you shocked by that? I am shocked by that. What if I told you number two was Arizona? <laughs> I'm very shocked <laughs> wow. by that. Yes, Arizona. Number two in recruiting, number three, UCLA, four, Utah, five, Colorado, six, USC. Pathetic. Seven, Oregon. Eight, Oregon State, nine, Cal, ten, Washington State, eleven, Arizona State, twelve, Washington. Hmm. That's really bad. I want I want your comments there. What do you think of that? This is recruiting. This is not transfer portal. That's really bad for Washington. And really bad for, for Arizona, Arizona State. State. Well, that, that makes sense though. The NCAA was Yeah. Yeah. But right. their number of commits, again, their approach, eight, nine, nine commits for those three teams respectively, well, it, versus the rest of the conference getting up in the high teens and twenties. Well, and once again, let me hit you with the transfer portal because it seems like they're hip to this. USC is number one in the, the whole country in transfer portal rankings. Well, he brought half his team over. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But they also got Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice from Colorado. They got Colorado's best defensive back, Makai Blackman. They went out and got a, a, a slew of, of guys all over the country. Um, two UCLA, three Arizona State. The Arizona State team that we just gave a hard time. How about this though? Number four Arizona. So Arizona landed the second best recruiting class in the Pac-12, the fourth best transfer portal class. Jed Fish, apparently way better than any of us knew. Washington five, Oregon six. Washington State seven, Cal eight, Utah nine, Colorado ten. Stanford didn't. Stanford uh, eleven, twelve. Oregon State. Oregon State and Stanford really haven't done anything. 
Yeah. Colorado brought in Raymond Jefferson from Sam Houston State and uh and a quarterback from Houston and, and a receiver from Baylor. Now but, let's yeah. see. Now because they have the overall rankings of the transfer portal and the and we're, we'll see if this is accurate. We'll see if uh their 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 rankings reflect what they're gonna do this year. Uh overall USC, the number one uh, most talented 22 22 class based on uh transfers and recruiting combined. Oregon number two, Arizona number three, Stanford number four. That's interesting. That's interesting. And in that sense, it, so it almost Stanford seems then like the, drops uh, way down. Yeah, the the, the yeah. recruiting uh, or the transfers is, is the uh, better route there. I want to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it makes sense if you're a college player and you've proven it. Well, why would you that, take a gamble? On, I mean, I get it. You I don't think take, that's yeah. factored into their rankings, though. I mean, it, that that even almost suggests that if USC is able to get some of these guys and some of them are developed by a couple years. Then yeah, they're going to be by far the best class overall. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I want to hit you with the group of five, and then we'll then we'll get out of here. But uh, group of five, number one recruiting class in the country, Cincinnati. Surprised by that? No. Surprised they're not well, higher. Of course not. After going to the playoff. <laughs> yeah. Two invitational. Two yeah. UCF. Oh, and the fact that they're about to be in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Three BYU, four Houston. Now that's good news because all four are about to be in the Big Twelve. After that, five Boise State, six Jackson State. <laughs> there we go. Jeez, prime time. Seven <laughs> Memphis, eight San Diego State, nine Marshall, ten UTSA, eleven Colorado State, twelve Coastal Carolina. No App State on there, or no East Carolina. I'm I'm disappointed. Transfer portal, one UCF. <laughs> Gus Malzahn's got that SEC those SEC bags. Guess who's number two. New Mexico State, Jerry Kill. <laughs> well, apparently, all of those uh, games against the SEC have uh, paid off now yes, in the transfer portal. Yes. Hey, we're going to play uh, SEC teams five times. I, here's what I predict right now uh, New Mexico State's going to have like a win total of like over one and a half. Colby's going to pound the over. You're goddamn right, I am. <laughs> uh, number three, Southern Miss. Four, South Florida. Five in the transfer portal, Jackson State. Jackson State charts in the number five. And number six on both. In the whole non power five yes. scene. Yes. And they're playing in the FCS? Yes. They're gonna just And they were eleven and one this year. And I don't know if this is factoring and they just got an Ohio State transfer. <laughs> Dude, they Today. need to like make an hour or two ago. The cel- yeah. 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 Three star there. Yeah. They need to make the celebration bowl the first round of uh the, the, the uh, FCS. Tournament. I agree. I agree. After Jackson state, Utah, they state will beat North Dakota state. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Utah state six, BYU seven, Fresno state, eight, SMU nine, South Alabama, 10, Memphis, 11, Florida Atlantic 12. That, that, that's you. That, I mean, is any of that shocking? Do you app state wasn't on either Nick? Are you disappointed? Not really. Look, they have a program. They don't need, you know, flashy uh, recruiting rankings. They, they do build up their players. Absolutely. It'll be just fine. Patty C anything shocking there besides, I guess, Jackson state rattle be, those bad boys off again for the transfer portal or for, uh, yeah, for the transfer. Uh, the, portal. Well, the only one that charts on both, the only teams that chart on both UCF is two in recruiting one in the transfer portal. Mm. BYU is three in recruiting seven in the transfer portal. Um, after that Jackson state six in recruiting Fifth in the transfer portal. I'm a little surprised that you mentioned like Florida Atlantic in the transfer portal, but I guess maybe Taggart, wheeling and dealing, wheeling and dealing. Got that Miami uh, Memphis weather. charts as well. Memphis charts as well at seventh in recruiting and eleventh in the transfer portal. 
So those are the only uh, the teams you would expect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, do you guys want to talk about anything else? I mean, uh, I feel like we're still waiting on schedules to release. We'll go week by week and break down everything later. Subscribe to the college football experience. What's up? Three West Virginia, Thursday night games. I like that. I love West Virginia, Virginia tech Thursday night. That should happen every year. Yeah. It's going to oh, be yeah. beautiful. Thursday night. I've been, I've been, I've been to one of those. That's a great rivalry should happen every year. Do it. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see more schedule release information. You know, obviously the, the AAC Sunbelt, all those schools got to release their, their conference schedules. And then we can go week by week, breaking down what we think we did it last year where we rated the top 30 games of, of every week. We will do it again this year. Subscribe to the college football experience, but you know, right now it's college basketball season too. Subscribe to the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year round there. And also remember to subscribe to the USFL gambling oh. podcast episodes are already out there dropping like hot pies, Patty. See not hot cakes, hot pies. Um, <laughs> and uh, hot pies. Hey, I don't know if you guys want to listen to those. Hot, hot pie or pot pie. Uh, Dropping like cow pies. Anyway, subscribe to all three of those. Subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. You can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C831. You can find NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. You can find the college basketball experience and college football experience on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. And the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is on Twitter at the SGP Network. Give them all a follow. And uh, yeah, subscribe uh, or get, I'm sorry, subscribe. No, download the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. We talk college football, college basketball year round there. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Do you come from an undone under?